Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And here we go. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Off to do big podcasting <laughs> podcasts. We are big casting. Big we pods. are just gonna <laughs> pod it right on up. We're just in the in the Can middle. Can you tell of it. that we and have no clear agenda? For... I actually have. I actually have a surprising. Surprisingly, too many things. Like we could go in any direction, oh, yeah. and I might not remember and any I of them. And I just told Rachel a second ago, "What if we just? I'll just push record, and you can help me plan the wedding really fast, just super <laughs> fast. It could be like a challenge. Can yeah. you plan the whole wedding yeah. in yeah. the podcast you know, time? We just, there's so many questions I need to call you and ask you about at some other time when we're not recording ourselves." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll schedule that. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. this is yeah. something that I was thinking about that okay. I thought of this morning and that I thought okay. we should talk about this do on tell. the pod. Do tell. When we do our pod, if we yes. do it. So, uh, uh, we're in the Bible reading challenge in Chronicles right now. And I have big thoughts about that, too. I'm curious if yeah. your big thoughts are about to be my big thoughts. It might not be. Okay. Go. I don't know what yours are, so it's hard, you know? to, it's hard to judge, but I kind of <laughs> doubt it. I think I'm having a uh, random thought okay. about the Chronicles. All right. All right. And not just Chronicles, but it just struck me how there's a lot of good stories in Chronicles, but there's also a big, like at the very beginning, was just a lot of, a lot of, you know... Deets on the names and mm-hmm. deets on the what is it that it repeats over and over and over about twelve of um yeah you know it just uh-huh. goes and goes about things that you kind of don't necessarily feel like are you know turbocharging your spiritual day <laughs> you know like you may be in the and it's not just chronicles there's a lot of portions of the Old Testament that have where people would ask themselves is this really helping me today or whatever. Um, and Chronicles has a lot of the stories that are told there are also told in other places. So it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I haven't actually thought about that. It's a different angle on some of the stories, oh, yeah. but are there things, are there historical things told in that that are not told anywhere else? I'm not sure about that. Like, cause they, they seem familiar to like the census and the mm-hmm. stuff. Anyways, all of this, sorry, all of this was making me think how when you were regularly reading God's word, the rhythm of the times that something just really hits you and reshapes your thought life or addresses something or like that, that happens regularly, but that doesn't happen every day. It's not like a, um, it's not like every day you open up the genealogies and are blown away by something. You just read it. You know, you're like, okay, I've read that. I did that. And it was just striking to me because I was thinking how much the Christian life actually parallels that. Like how there are days of just faithfulness that doesn't have any real zip or glam (laughs) on it. Like in your mind, you're not seeing the sparkle to what you're needing to do today. You're not seeing the like, wow, but this is really meaningful in the kingdom today. Yeah. You're more like, yeah. well, it could have been if we weren't <laughs> having this problem. <laughs> yeah, It just feels like, like how much of regular life is just regular faithfulness. And it parallels in a lot of ways 
when you're reading the whole Bible, there's quite a bit of it that is just the regular faithfulness. And it, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't equip you. I think it absolutely does shape you and equip you. But in part, it shapes and equips you for the fact that not every moment of our spiritual life. Right. Well, like, because a lot of those history books, what we're doing is remembering who God is and who we are. Like it's a, it's like going back over. I do over. think though, I have two thoughts about your first part and your second part. So look at okay. me lining it up. Go ahead. Lay <laughs> out the schedule of response. So the genealogies, the lists, the records, I was striking me when we were hitting it again. That like God cared about these lists enough mm-hmm. that he wants his people to read them, which means like, I am so interested as to what, you know, like, mm-hmm. what, what am I supposed to get out of this? Because it actually is, there's a huge amount of scripture that really is devoted to, yeah. like, record keeping kind details, of, yeah. details about which, you know, tribe is camped on which side of the tabernacle or whose descendants are allowed to touch which things. And, and actually think about, um, Poor old, what's his name, who touched the ark and died? Uzzah? Yeah. Was it uh-huh. Uzzah? Uh, Uzzah or just Uz? Uh, something. There was an Uz in there, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. But the fact it was that Uzzah. the people had not been paying attention to those very specific instructions, yeah. he paid for that with his life. And it was because they were... Trying to help, they too. Were, like, trying to... Well, but the the whole thing was wrong. It was like they had the ark on a cart and it was only allowed to be carried by very specific Levites, not just any old Levites, but just the ones who were descended from Aaron. Right. And Mm -hmm. I, well, see now maybe I'm wrong on that. But I think it was, what verse do you get that from? But my point here is that like, actually they needed to be studying those lists and those instructions and they're still, there yeah. for us today and actually I know that I'm weird about the genealogies but every time we hit one I am like oh 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 this is this is exciting. No it's not I and don't think it's weird to think it's that there's cool things in there. No but I always like so this time I was I was trying to take really diligent notes through Genesis I made it through like maybe I don't know Leviticus and I filled up my whole notebook and I didn't go get a new one but I was like writing down all of the genealogies Mm-hmm. And it was just really actually fun and interesting. And then yeah. you then you suddenly see, like, it blurs all together into this one long list of names until you actually start trying to take notes on it. And then you see what he's doing, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, we just backtracked up to that first guy that I we read about right, eight right. verses ago. But I, I didn't remember his name. So, But when you're actually trying to write it down, you start seeing so, the structure of the narrative. Not very long ago, I've... I've, Becca, as you know, I have been Pado Baptist for some time have in you? my life. I have. Congrats. And, uh, it's been a long time <laughs> that I haven't been, like, going back to dig through, you know, sure. whatever. It's not like I've been in the great debate about should we yeah. be Pado Baptist yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. I've right. My position has been settled for a long yeah. time. Okay. But I didn't remember ever having heard this before. Dad said okay. it, and I was like, oh, my word okay. that is so true all right that is he was saying what is the great argument and scandal of the new testament yeah. and it is 
the gospel going to Gentiles? Like, what is the thing? Oh, yeah. What is the thing that is? Oh yeah. A monster-sized issue. Oh, for, for real. the Jews, the New Testament. Yeah, it's that argument. Can our can Gentiles be saved? Is a big argument of the New Testament. Can they and be in? can they be brought in to yeah. the covenant? And and Dad's comment was that can you even imagine if the New Covenant, if baptism. It wasn't just like because the, the scandal was allowing Gentiles to be brought in. Yeah. But there is no way that the Jewish people would have taken without anything your children are now excluded. <laughs> yeah. And one oh, yeah. of the reasons you know this is what you were saying about the genealogies. Like this is like keeping track the importance of children and oh, their yeah. fathers and what their oh. connection was to the seed and to the and whatever. The line and that, the, and and the, the land idea, and the nation right, and that the, the promise. Right. And the idea that a bunch of Jews could have been told your kids are out and the Gentiles are in and have them make no comment whatsoever about their children being excluded when they could barely yeah. catch their ballots about the Gentiles being included. Yeah. And I thought to myself, this is a very persuasive <laughs> argument because when you read the Old Testament, like the importance of like the whole reason God's promise to Abraham, the whole uh, the reason they're keeping track of everyone and the oh, yeah. Messiah's coming and the seed and the promise and the but the lines and the genealogies were their jam, not <laughs> just because oh yeah, not because they I think what I'm not because they just liked them, sure, but because it was deeply meaningful in their history of. God's faithfulness oh, to their yeah. people. And well, remember when they got back to the new, they're building a new temple, and then there were the guys that couldn't prove their genealogy? Right. And it's like, well, bummer for you, but you can't be a part of this. Get out! Weren't they, like, priests? Was it priests who couldn't yeah, prove and, the genealogy? Well, it was like some messed up... Yeah. No, they just, they didn't have right. the, the right line hammered out, and it was like... But I just... I feel like it's clear that God finds this stuff relevant and not just in the Old Testament because we all know it kicks off the New Testament with a whole long genealogy also. Like the yeah. the names and the records and the the You're basically taking this the same story. The argument I I mean it's a similar version of Nate's like you're not allowed to not like insects. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he's like <laughs> God clearly likes them. like <laughs> that you can't be a person who's sure. like ew animals <laughs> or ew and genealogies. I'm saying, that's what I was yeah. saying. You can't you can't take something yeah. that God clearly values and be like the worst. <laughs> also, on your second point about just the everyday faithfulness that doesn't always have a lot of Shazam to it. It doesn't always look like a Mr. Clean ad. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mr. Clean that has his spark off of the top of his head? Oh, see, I was going to say it was maybe his tooth or his earring. It might have been his tooth. There I might see be... he's bald, isn't he? Does he doesn't have an earring? Maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. My life doesn't look like that very often. <laughs> There's a lot of ways in which it doesn't look like Mr. Clean. <laughs> but I do think um, it's always funny. I can think of, I don't know, three or four times where 
somebody has brought something up years after the fact and said how they just remember the oh whatever word, and this was such an encouragement to us and this was so life-changing to see and it was some like fiddle dee Thursday afternoon where you're doing something that mm-hmm. you don't remember ever having done. I mean, you remember the concept, but it was like, uh, it yeah. didn't stand out. It wasn't like, allow me to present you with my Thursday afternoon of magnificence. Right. It just, God uses the ordinary faithfulness that you aren't <laughs> thinking twice about for his purposes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, totally. But I think that part of the the thing that was just making me think is that our lives can go through seasons that just feel like a grind, right? Like That's very true. a whole season that just feels like mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep doing yeah. what I know at other times I felt inspired was important. Like I, I'm yeah. going, I know the big vision. I know why we need to do this, but what I don't have right now is the feeling of, importance about it. I'm so, not having the feeling of the you fact know. that we're in February right now, if you live in Idaho and you <laughs> get through February, it's you you've know, you just thing. you know you've that you've thing. done something. It's just <laughs> I was driving the other day and it suddenly struck me how utterly gray everything was. The sky was just gray. Not an interesting gray, just no, but just yep. just got a dead gray. The trees are bare. The ground is what's more not colorful. What we have happening up here yeah. is where the snow melts, it reveals suddenly the carnage of things yeah. like random garbage, sleds, shovels, junk. Yeah. Just like it's ew, just it's in gray. Mud. It's not warm. Nothing's blooming. It's uh. just and you you have to get through that with joy and thanksgiving and contentment. But it is such a like wonderful thing to hit days where there's sun and the leaves are starting to come out some and spring. there's some green somewhere. Yes. It's really a very exciting time. But it's really important to not tank everything in February and become a monster in February <laughs> or or you won't try to not, all right guys. You won't be able to rejoice in the spring. And I think my point is is that there's times of your life that are February. Yeah, they just are. They just are. And and February doesn't last forever. And I think what it I was, doesn't. I think what I was trying to say is that there's some way in which you can say this is clearly a feature and not a bug. Like it's a feature yeah. of the life of humans. It's a bit like genealogies. God clearly cares about it. He, <laughs> he wants us, He wants us to go through the somewhat yeah. dry spells yeah. and the somewhat dark early spells. And I will say, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but finishing is yeah. hard. Finishing is hard in the little things and in the big things. And we all know the people who were just dedicated homeschoolers, Christian family, on and on. Right. And then suddenly the parents like spin off in, in midlife and you're just like, what on earth happened? Finishing is hard. It like just the ability to just continue faithfully in one direction for a long time can be really hard. And I think the reason it is, is because you do go through spells like that. <sighs> And if you can weather it with yeah. joy, 
and contentment and not and overreacting like a crazy thing and not being like like and i i know that this is kind of a weak comparison because i'm not i'm actually not making the argument that i think there are stretches of the bible that are boring or bad but it's just that it's not the same as maybe a that really poignant maybe, song. Maybe, yeah, maybe you read something that you feel really overwhelmed with the beauty of something in your, you yeah. know, like, and God really gives you that gift of, of yeah. where you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know, and other times you're just like, all right, like, did that, done, yeah. been here, and I, and yeah. just, I think there's something about accepting the fact, it's kind of like, Man, I do have too many things. We haven't done enough podcasts. I keep yeah. thinking of like, oh, one yeah. other thing, one other thing, and they're not really connected, so that's not <laughs> helpful. But the, I'm gonna just, I'm a, you don't mind if I take a little leap connecting just, this. Just leap. We're gonna leave okay. our life Februarys. I'm an are old. Go on I'm the an back old burner. mom now with the newborn, and so yeah. all of a sudden yeah. you're back into the people with newborn discussions. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. you're back into the life of people with babies, and. One of the things that's funny is it took me a little while to, like, I was asking myself, is this because I'm old and tired that a lot of these questions seem irrelevant to me? Mm. Or is it because, or is that wisdom that makes some of this sure. constant? And and I think it's probably a little bit of both. But the but the thing that, that stood out to me is that I'm an experienced mother now. So when you have a newborn, one of the things that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that whatever system you get going you're not gonna get out of the work of what you need to do like (laughs) there is not a schedule or a routine that means you don't need to lay your life down right for this baby and there's a huge amount of peace that comes with the knowledge that there's no regime that's gonna make Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. not be work Mm -hmm. and I think that when you're first starting out you're like whoa you're like troubleshooting all the time because you're yeah. like big problem here yeah. better solve that yeah. and you're like whoa another major imposition on my life <laughs> better solve that and then you're like whoa 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 someone's trying to give up their nap what would that mean to us if that happened and you're always trying to correct things yeah. that are actually reshaping your life like sure and and there's a certain amount of just understanding the facts of how this is going to go that gives you a real peace. And that's what I meant about Mm. when you're like, this is February. This is a dull time. This is not the time when we're really inspired by our lives a lot of the time. So you have to not run on the fuel of the the sparkle only. Yes. Yes. Because I do think that people who get off track in the Februaries of their life don't come out in spring the right way. You know, like you, when everything does pick up, you have wandered and you're somewhere else and you're not where you should be. And I, I just think it's really important to, if things are just kind of seeming like long and dull and the, the kind of the grind of just life and work and raising a family and Mm -hmm. your marriage, that's not in the brand new early days of courtship but you're just you're just there you know with problems with the drain and <laughs> <laughs> you me and the drain trouble 
surprising you know what I mean. how much people though take that those moments as uh like like that's a really bad sign right like this right. is something is wrong that we're just living a normal life together now yeah but i mean it just really can there can be february's and then there can be oh hooray the well, sun came out again and everything's good but you can you can rejoice still in, oh yeah and in I, the longer grayer stretches yeah, and I think just the understanding that there's nothing wrong with having longer, grayer stretches. Like, that these mm-hmm. things happen. And also just asking God, what do you need me to learn here in this long, gray stretch mm-hmm. that I feel like I've been in for a while now? <laughs> <laughs> been noticing things where I'm feeling very petty. Well, okay, this is, I said this to you yesterday, but... I have no idea what show this was. I just remember everybody talking about it. And it was some show where where the um you could watch the episodes in any order and it would it would do something different depending on the order you watched it. I'm not recommending this show seeing as I don't even know the name of it and I never watched it, but I just think the concept I remember imagine, people being all imagine, excited about uh, yeah. this and like saying this is yeah. the best way to watch it or whatever. And I was thinking, isn't it funny how God is doing that with everyone? Because everyone is coming through the funniest scramble of different episodes yep. of their life. Where, you know, it's like one person was a wild pagan, got dramatically saved. Somebody else grew up evangelical, then went apostate for a bit. Then somebody else you know, was just a Methodist and then became a charismatic and then got reformed. And the, and the funny part <laughs> is there's not a lot of ways. There's no wrong way. Like if someone, well, there's if, definite wrong way, no, but I mean, there's no wrong way for God to have brought someone like the story that God wrote in someone's life. I'm right. not saying no human takes yeah. a bad turn, but I'm <laughs> saying, I'm saying that there's not a wrong path to have come well, to understand. The fact that God can take somebody through their Eastern Orthodox whatever and the charismatic moment and then come out the other side over here, like God is actually yeah. doing something so interesting with everyone's lives. It struck me. And it's so tailor-made for each person that their story is their own unique personal one. Yeah. And so I do think, don't feel like if, if you've got the February blues, um, you shouldn't feel like this is like, I'm just sitting here in the waiting room with nothing happening. And there's no, you know, like when will Mm -hmm. it ever be my turn to finally get up and go whatever. It's like, no, God's doing something quite specific with you in those gray yeah. stretches. It's it's one of the episodes. And you should think of it as Yeah, like that. and that would be a great thing to apply to to uh someone who's single when they don't want to be single, like that you're waiting yeah. for that you're waiting for something that you want God to do. Uh-huh. And feeling like like this can't be part of the story. That like I want summer, but I'm yeah. but God has put me in February right, right. now. Right. Just a real, there's a real level of what, where we just need to submit to the way God does things and, yeah. fi- and, and be joyful in that. Like be right. actually that you can rejoice in the fact that he 
designed this. You know, I keep thinking yeah. because of easy, I keep thinking it, it comes up. I think I've told now I'm backing up here all, all the way again. Um, I think I've told this story. I'm going to tell a story. We traveled with Shadrach when Shad was a baby. Okay. And we were at, um, in Arkansas where we discovered that people are much, much more friendly about babies. Here, <laughs> people are fine with you having a baby, but they may or may not really comment on it. Sure. Luke and I took way too long to realize, like, everyone just assumed this was our only child. This was our first child. Oh. So we had, like, a really weird conversation with the guy at the airport who randomly leans over to Luke is like, this is going to be a really special Father's Day for you. And <laughs> both of us were just like, what? Why do you think that? Sounds like a and, word of prophecy. And, yeah, we were, but we both took it as just like, huh? Like, and I was thinking, what do you know that I don't know? Like, yeah. why do you think that we're going to do a great job at Father's Day? And yeah. then it turned out that he assumed this was our first child and not our sixth. So we behaved very weirdly to him <laughs> for a little while before we suddenly were like, Oh, it's not his first father's day. <laughs> He's been doing this for a long time. Anyways, at the airport, I'm holding Chad and there is this very cute black lady behind in the TSA uh, the little part where they check your driver's license, whatever mm -hmm. that is, the mm -hmm. pre screen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of people behind us and she says, what's the baby's name? And I said, Shadrach. And she takes her glasses off, comes around the podium to talk to him. But I'm holding him on my hip so it's yeah. bizarrely close to have yeah. someone come get up in the baby's face. Yeah, yeah. But she does. And we're holding up traffic. <laughs> we're just the, the scene the scene for everyone. And yeah. she comes around and she gets down in his face. And she says, did you know you were named after a prince of Babylon? <laughs> and, and, and she goes, and the angels walked with you in the fiery furnace. And she's doing the hand gestures. And I am like, like, oh my goodness. Like, it was so funny and so cute. And, That's and, uh, so awesome. And I said, yes, yes. Like, it's a, it's a wonderful story. And she just looks at me and she goes, not a story, <laughs> an event. And, <laughs> and I was like getting That's slapped. It was like getting slapped in the face. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, I believe, I believe. Like, I'm happy to say, like, I don't know why I said it that way. I believe I, we're the ones who named him Shadrach. I'm like, she's, she's oh, like, so stop calling it a fairy tale. <laughs> And anyways, that was really funny. But I think of that, not a story, <laughs> an event. I think of that pretty often. And it, and it made me very careful to not say it's a Bible story. Like, oh, sure. that you're like, yeah. oh, I got to get a, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. It's a Bible so I say this, I say this, it reminded me of it. I was going to say, with easy, I find myself wanting to say what a comfort it is that we believe God is in charge. And then I'm like... It's not a comfort that, that we, we believe. believe it. It's a comfort that, <laughs> that he, he is. is. <laughs> like, and I keep trying to find a better way to phrase yeah, that yeah, because yeah. you're like, I don't mean it the way that that sounds. When right. you say, oh, it's just so great that, that we yeah. believe that yeah. God has a purpose. 
like that that part yeah. is not the part no, that is great <laughs> you really could almost reframe that into a little self-actualization no or like yeah. what a comfort to us that we have an imaginary friend like it, it, it but it yeah. does that okay yeah. so merging this together with the fact sure. that i had thought about this after we we're talking the other day when you're talking about the everybody's different stories that are yeah. so particular yeah. and so yeah. interesting and I was thinking about how this. Whoa. What is this? Oh, it's a FedEx. Bench. Oh, my word. That is so funny. It really did. I thought your <laughs> I thought phone I was too. like talking from your I pocket. totally thought we were having a really weird, like, I'm like, <laughs> what, have I called someone? Like, did I call someone? Sorry, guys. If you tune, if you rewind and tune in closely, you may be able to hear what the FedEx man was saying out on the driveway. Uh, what I was going to say is that super custom, that super custom story right. that God has written for everyone is how we can fall into thinking that the things that God brought us through that he taught us is like, if you haven't had the same experience, you're not a Christian. Or it's the only way to do it. Yeah. Or like if you, if God didn't tear the idol of immodesty out of your death clutching fingers sometime that's because you have right. no real faith or if you didn't have a radical conversion story like I did then, then you, you're you not really saved you can't have be saved right. or if you don't uh, if you don't affirm all of the doctrines that I affirm right. or if you whatever and I was thinking I was curious it struck me that I bet that this is a because one of the great mysteries of my life has of my life of writing or speaking about Christianity or whatever is um, one of the my great mysteries is that <laughs> is uh, why some people freak out about obedience. Yeah. Like when you say you need to obey Jesus. Yeah. And, then and they're they, like, no, I don't. <laughs> works um, righteousness. Rachel's a heretic. She's denying soul of day. Right. And then I was thinking how for a lot of people, and I still do think that the, that's a significant, I mean, a really significant problemo when people mind that. But the, yeah, but the, but I was thinking about, it's also true that for a lot of people, that was a very, a very personal part of their own walk with the Lord has been some point where they had to submit and obey. And I believe that that is part of everyone's walk with God in like, mm -hmm. it has to be some part of it or else it's faith without works. Like it's, right. you know, like yep. that moment of, okay, yep. this means things. There's also the other people who've been trying to climb their way to heaven with their works and the reckoning they had to come to grips with is you it's can't. not good enough and you can't. <laughs> yeah. And, and that reckoning, that reckoning is like. Um, you know, that's, it's a big deal. Both of those are big yep. deal, big deal reckonings. And I think I, maybe all of this is just to say we should all be pretty patient with one another because I'm God sure. for sure has been patient with us. Yeah. Well, and the fact that he is, I mean, you know, millions of Christians are being walked on their own individual paths to so heaven. complex and beautiful. Totally. Yeah. Like, uh, and like building the kingdom and building the body through yeah. so, so diverse, so yeah, overwhelming. Like 
it's too much for our brain to try to track like you, yeah. your husband, and maybe your children. <laughs> well, and I do actually. Ben and I were talking about this the other day that that you know there's this whole kind of like epidemic of um, little uh, I don't know. It's like guys who are gonna be your what's the word? It's not a Life mentor. Coach. It's a, yeah, that kind of like here I am to. I think it is a mentor. It's sort of a mentor, but there's a word that I'm blanking on. It's a very obvious word. Okay. Ah, that annoys me when that happens. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. The guy that's going to sort you out, he's going to tell you what's what. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious how many of them there are right now. Yeah, the guru. We'll just go with that as the word I'm looking for. And they have the secret. They Mm -hmm. are the ones that have figured it out. And they're going to tell you. And they're also going to kind of be super insulting to you at the same time, which is a hilarious you know, sort well, of it's feature a big part, of It's a big things. part of the alpha dog yeah. dynamic. And they're going to insist that the path you walk be the exact path that they walked in their life. And that's basically the only thing they have to sell you <laughs> is that. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of like, here's the secrets to my success that you can now replicate yourself mm-hmm. after you pay me. But it's like this weird sort of father hunger that is so pervasive that people sign up with these little these little guys who are gonna insult you and demean you and then (laughs) make you want to be just like them and it's just a wonderful cycle and it's interesting how that is so unlike god and his approach to us (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just it's very funny, but yeah, I know the gurus. They're out there. They're I, okay, it. this is another thing. I told you I have too many thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Should I just, this should be the real scatter shot. This is the shotgun blast of topics episode. I have, I could really, I could really take a tour down that little guru side yeah. track. I'm telling you what, I have things to say about that, but they're not relevant because we don't have men in our audience that we're speaking. We might have men, but we're not really <laughs> aiming at you guys. Sorry. But I, okay. I, I could. Okay. If I so wanted, before, I could. Before Becca and I go on that episode where we target the man gurus, which we won't do. We won't do that episode. This, this is what I was going to say. Specifically the Christian ones that get me cheesed off. Anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. There's, let the record show that that that's an episode we expect the Holy Spirit to delete. <laughs> um, okay. No, what I was going to say is also listening to Titus the other day, uh, not my son, the book of the Bible. And I noticed something about Titus too, that I had never, that never okay. had jumped out to me before, Sure. which was, um, well, it's right off, right off the bat. One of the first things that these women cannot be is slanderers. Yeah. Well, and, that's a big temptation, as we all well, know. Well, the thing that I was just thinking is, so at the internet. if you think slandering could ever be, sp- like, if you could say, yeah, you've been slandering people, well, then don't. But it was a different. Um, okay, it was because it was. King James instead of, I think NKJV says slanderers, but I listened to, um, now I like how I'm, uh, that they, 
yeah, not slanderers. NKJV says not be slanderers. KJV says uh, not false accusers. Yes. And yes. when I heard it, and because I listened audio, I listened to KJV, and I mm-hmm. and it said false accusers, and it jumped out at me as a little hot tip for everyone. And I'll, I'll when I say it jumped out at me, I should have said it. It hit me like a dart, is what it did. <laughs> like <laughs> it was not an academic observation that I was having. <laughs> Let me rephrase this more honestly. (laughs) To say that it just smacked me with the reality of like, man, do you ever, like, I'm just assuming all of you fall into a sin like I have fallen into from time to time. Which is feeling that there's great godliness in in accusing yourself of every, like, like, feeling like I'm falling short of my own standards of something and accusing, getting into accusing yourself about the house being a mess, accusing yourself about the poor quality of dinners you've been, <laughs> you've been churning out or not churning out as the yeah. case maybe, or just, but what I was thinking about that's so funny is how easy it is to falsely accuse yourself to your husband or to falsely accuse your husband of yep. of that's whatever. What have you well that's because you don't love me. Yeah, yeah. You don't even love <laughs> I me. I think if you loved me you would never have you said never notice. You never <laughs> never notice. You, you, <laughs> you I was just it was in yeah. um it was and the reality is, I know, I know that no one is, no one is interested in what I think about my own. Like, if you're, let's just say that there are ways in which being at home with a newborn is a flashback to the old days where, where you were like, wow, I can't actually do things yeah. that I thought I could do. Sure. So, or that I thought I had time for, yes, but I don't, right. or that I, whatever. Right. And, and it just but it just cracked me up because I thought, man, a very few of us actually have an attack blog. And if you do have one, yeah, you stop. should cancel that pig right yeah, away. Get right but on that. very <laughs> few of us don't indulge in the false accusation <laughs> here and there. Yeah. I always think of that. Yeah. Um, what's up, Doc, when Eunice says, have you no heart? <laughs> I always think of that when I'm like, who did this in the entryway? Who put, who left this here? Who made themselves toast and left it all out on the counter and the stuff? And then, Ben, you always want to roll it straight into not... Who have, did you it no have you no heart? Have you no heart? Do you... Why do you hate me? <laughs> it's I, so I true. Mean, it's possible that it's, we could argue for the fact that the Februaries of life overlap with the drama llamas of life like with the with the oh with the yeah. less perspective the more yeah the more temptation no. to get if snippy if you're in a little muttery tood about you just not even attracted to me anymore <laughs> not even whatever i curled it is. my hair but does he care i guess I valentine's day just happened and so maybe sometimes sometimes i feel like there's the especially vicious bad one where you almost want to manufacture something 
to get mad about. So, so, so you have to basically, he's not done anything wrong. So you have to like silently stand in the other room so that he doesn't notice that, something, that something's wrong. And then you can accuse him of not noticing that something was wrong. And that, my friends, is the road to becoming the false accuser. I just think think that maybe being a false accuser is a lot closer to home than I wanted to think it was. You know? To be clear, I don't spend my days doing that to Ben. But we all understand that. I think think the reality is I don't either. I, by God's grace, don't think that I could just say I am a false accuser but my <laughs> but my point here is still am i tempted to oh, be yeah. falsely accu- do i yeah. need to apologize for falsely mm-hmm. accusing mm-hmm. And sometimes yes i do do i need to yeah. clean up that particular piece of mayhem yes yeah. i do yeah and but while it, we're on the subject you just shouldn't ever use always absolute never. statements if you're like don't say you never or you always that is almost universally, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and say, you always are wrong. I looked up, I that. did a good thing the other day. Well, no, it just was entertainingly funny. I was not. This tells you maybe why did this Bible verse sting like it's like it did when, okay. I, when I noticed yeah. it. When I had this purely academic and scholarly response to, 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 <laughs> to Titus. To Titus too. Uh, but I must have been on a, I must, it must have been a glitch in my life because okay. there was okay. a, um, cause I thought I was just, I had the feeling that here's an observation from mom, you know, like, let me just, I didn't think I was getting on a big pony to do sure. anything. Sure. I was just like, the yeah. trouble with us is, but we were there, yeah. <laughs> there were a bunch of us in the kitchen and I was like. I, something caught my attention and I was right. like, this is a great example of how we're failing. <laughs> and I was like, here's the problem is that we, and I began whatever it was talking about how we are, someone had like made themselves a coffee, but pulled the espresso machine out and not put it back. Sure. You know, not, mm-hmm. they didn't slide it back. And yeah. as I was getting ready to really share with everyone how this is what's wrong in the world today, <laughs> but I wasn't mad and I wasn't in a grumpy mood, but I caught Luke's eye over everyone's head and he's just like, no, <laughs> like it was like the look in my eyes, Rachel. <laughs> no, like you are not going to begin this this. And I, at the time, I didn't think I was in sin, but boy, I must have been galloping along the fringes of, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you start to say something about people not putting the coffee pot back and your husband feels like, intervene! (laughs) You can bet, you can bet that you haven't been handling this in the most awesome manner. having a little of the choppy seas. Maybe. In your, in your demeanor. Maybe. Well, I didn't, no, I actually didn't mean, not right then. I wasn't. No, but, but recently, yeah. did he feel like there might yeah. be reason that I was like, we're foot. not handling yeah. anything correctly. That is so funny. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's going to yeah. be like a science fair project. Like, this is one of our problems. This yeah. is in the abstract, yeah. unemotional, not weird yeah. at all. Anyways. Yeah. 
Yes. I'm just saying that let's all not be false accusers. Yeah, I think that that's a good word. Not an it's and. It's a good word. And it's and especially not doing it in order to so, like elicit some specific response. Like mm-hmm. You want him to say, no, no, I love you so much. Or no, no, you're doing a great job. Or no, no, you're beautiful. I am or too whatever. fat. Yeah. Why, I am. <laughs> but why, why have to bring out your little false accusation in order to get the response you want. It is far better. And I actually, it's because you want sweet words from the defense attorney. I'm like, what is it? I'm going to be the prosecutor. I was telling Ben the other day, I was like, I do think I've gotten a lot better at this over the course of our marriage is that if you feel like I feel kind of, you know, whatever, fragile at the moment or I just really would like some you know support emotion or some emotion yeah. that's the wrong word affection. So I, I affection. actually was really wondering I really want like, some emotion <laughs> if you could give me some that'd be great no 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 affection you're like I'm it's needy like, like the feeling yeah, of I am needy it some is actually low. a way better approach to say hey I'm feeling a little sketchy right now, and I think I could use some affection (laughs) rather than trotting out some trap for him to step into. Well, especially especially because those women and their traps is hilarious because you you feel like if you did that, that somehow it would be more honest. Like that your husband... Your husband will say something more honest. So you say something less honest to try to provoke more honesty (laughs) from him. Whereas it can really entrap him in a bad way. (laughs) Because you could be like, I'm just feeling really fat. And he could be like, well, how are we going to lose the weight? (laughs) You said I'm fat. You think I'm fat. I like no. that. I feel like I'm exaggerating how I would behave, but I, yeah, I want no. you all to know that. That's the thing. But at the same time, we are dealing in caricatures because the point yes. is to see it in a caricature in yourself, yes. like to see the ludicrousness. Not of, to run away thinking that you and I. Do I this yell at Luke that I'm fat. I mean, I might. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time today. I could get that done. Oh, but you can't be sure I won't. <laughs> Oh, I man. won't, guys. But I do think I hereby that there is a... solemnly swear <laughs> to not do that today. But I do, I do think that there are these ridiculous little things that women do in or or like act like they're more sad than they are in order to oh, get more com- the comfort that they want, instead yeah. of just saying, "I just really could use some comfort." Because even that, better than that, like, although I, I agree a million percent with doing that, but even a better, better yet, if, if more than just you is going through February, if this is a family wide yes. operation, yes. which it <laughs> almost always is like, it's pretty rare yeah. for one member of the family yeah. to be going through it. And while nobody yeah. else is, and if that's the case. Then better still is to, yes, be honest about what you need and just say it. Yeah. But also offer it for free 
to others Even what you better. think they may that be is, needing. That is the best. And that is, a, and, and a combination of both is excellent too. Like be like, like well, it's like openly respecting your husband. Oh, and oh man, this is another funny thing. But anyways, asking God to give you ideas for how to show affection and love and loyalty yep. and kindness to your people. Yep, and, and then doing it. Be a thermostat, not the thermometer. Because mm-hmm. if you're just the thermometer, then if it's gray drizzle time in your house, then you're just gray drizzle time. If it is that, you crank the heat up. Like you're like, you wait, I could turn on some. I could turn on some turn lights. It up. We could make it cozy in here. Turn it up. I've been making cookies lately. Good. And this is actually really funny. This is okay. something that I did not know had happened. Okay. I have made cookies in recent years. Okay. But. Apparently not really, because <laughs> I have made lots of things. But my girls, like when they got old enough to make a cookie, if ever we needed a cookie, or probably yeah. like yeah. someone else would make the cookies, and I was never making yeah. the cookies. And it only recently came to my attention. I made the cookies that are like the cookies I think of as how I make a chocolate yeah. chip cookie. Right. And I had kids that did not remember them. Oh. And were like. This is an unbelievably good cookie. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, have yeah. I been failing you all yeah. by not actually? And so it, this is just, I mean, I have a teenage son. I have people that, you know, like it's basketball season. It's like yeah. cookie hour is upon us. Although sure. half of us don't want a cookie right now, but you know what yeah. I mean? And it, but when I'm talking about making the house warmer yeah. and cozy yeah. and who cares about you and who is yeah. not stuck in her own yeah. head about whatever that I'm not yeah. getting done. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a whole new thing. Make the cookies, Rachel. Yeah. But it really made me laugh that apparently it really was like, have I really not made a cookie in hilarious. so long that you don't yeah. remember these cookies? Like, That's really funny. Yeah, that was wow. funny. No, I just think you're, you're dead right that that it is far better to just step out and start giving rather than being a little whiny needy bucket. Yeah, and and feel totally free to combine that with openly telling your yeah. husband what like <clears throat> I am feeling needy, so I am trying to yeah. give to everyone else and I could really use some yeah. encouragement. If it's just sort of like I'm really working very hard to not cry and so I'm just wanting you to know that I am. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> rather than throwing yourself into a giant a poignant I'm about to cry face and and an attempt to lure him into doing the thing that you want him to do which I know we've said this before but it it, you always do the thing that is calculated to get the opposite response because it is the most off-putting thing ever and if you want comfort and then you turn into a little selfish brat that doesn't make people want to jump to in and you. comfort you. You know, so it's... I was having this, talking with someone recently about this, and, and it struck me. This is the thing, is that women are not great at recognizing that you're... Because I was teasing. I was teasing Luke the other day. Because, listen, guys, we're in February, and we have a newborn, and everyone's tired. It's just it's just a good time. Yeah. And And everything's great. It's like gray and great it's totally everything's fine it's just the rhythms of life but I was teasing my husband the other day (laughs) where I was just like you know what I think would make 
everything better right now is if I really, really thought, let's explore our emotions right now. <laughs> like, let's, let's dig in and have some yeah. discussion about how, yeah. like, but yeah. I was just joking with him. And the reason is I was joking about this is that I know that there's probably nothing that he would enjoy less, <laughs> you know, like less yeah. than, you know, an emotional event of yes. some kind. Yes. And I was, and I was talking to a, a gal about this and was um, saying, this is the thing is that we think we're coming off like a, we treat our husbands like we think that they would be like women. Right. Which is, if you see someone in a pitiful state, you're full of... Yeah, you want to go right. over in comfort. But and, how yeah. your wife having an emotional event actually feels like your wife creating distance in the relationship mm. and being aloof. And women think we're, we're summoning them for yeah. closeness. Yeah. Like, what we're doing is... Yeah. Is summoning you in to make to heal the <laughs> heal the wounds of the distance between us and whereas for them it's like here she goes again spreading us like here she goes spreading us apart here she right, goes right, forcing right. us into different sides of a discussion yeah, that's instead a good point. of that's a good point and i was thinking there are probably things that your husband does that you feel are an unkindness you know like yeah. like saying i don't have time to talk to you right now or you know something that you're like yeah. that creates distance and we shouldn't do that and I think it's really good to see your own behaviors of demanding yeah. closeness as a distance creator for like sure. that and that that's what it feels like to your husband yep. yep like here she comes again trying to make us not be yeah. friends and it's like if you are wanting closeness then actually stop and think about it logically for a minute <laughs> And figure out what could you do that would create that closeness. Maybe thanking him for yeah. his hard work and right. his kindness right. and his care. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at us now that we've, yeah, we've we covered really... only 16 or 17 issues. <laughs> <laughs> but most of them, most, most of them came out at the end, I think. I think they did. Yeah. I think you're right. Anyways, in the Februarys of life, everyone, yeah. make cookies. There we go. There we go. <laughs> And don't falsely accuse. Don't be a slanderer or a false accuser. <laughs> or get into the wine in February. Stay out of the wine, too. Stay out of the wine. Titus, too. I'm saying, oh. I am not. Becca's like, Rachel, I'm like, I haven't been dipping into the wine, but it's guys. But also sort of like, you know, uh, we didn't cover that, Rach. No, That's I meant, not I meant back to the Titus, too. Don't slander or false accuse or yeah, start dipping no, into the true. wine too much. <laughs> It's true. All right, guys. All right. Well, until next time. Exactly. Stay the course. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.